0: Hey, church family. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm really glad that you tuned in today. So today's episode, if you're listening to it on schedule, it comes at a pretty neat time if you think about it. Today is March the 4th, which means that we are exactly one month away from the celebration of the resurrection of Jesus. One month away from Easter Sunday. And so, I just want to keep your eyes focused on that. I want you to stay excited about that. I want to remind you that the reason we walk in hope, the reason we worship on Sundays, the reason that we boast in Jesus is because we are convinced that faith in Christ will lead us to follow Him into the resurrection. We have a brand new life in Jesus. So, you've got a month to have your heart ready and to invite people to celebrate the resurrection of Jesus Christ with you. If you're using the live Stream right now for worship. Invite somebody over if you're comfortable with that. If not, just share the stream. If you're in the sanctuary, invite a friend to join you. But hey, let's celebrate the resurrection in style this this April the 4th. Let's make sure that Jesus is honored in a huge way. I'm recording this podcast right after our Wednesday night gathering. My discipleship group was just a lot of fun for me tonight. We read through Luke's gospel. We got to hear what God's been saying to people. We had a uh, testimony tonight. Somebody shared that they just were saved last weekend. That was fantastic. We got to hear of a couple of good things that God is doing in people's life. And it was just good for me to be together with the body of Christ. So I want to encourage you with that. It's uh, time to find a Wednesday night group. We got one more week in our current studies and we'll have a spring break, uh, just a time out, one week off, and then we'll come back with a brand new, fresh round of small groups for people to connect and have community and grow in Jesus. So, I want to invite you back. Okay, church family, I'm going to continue to read through Matthew's Gospel so that we are focused on Easter. Today, I want to talk about the moment when Peter disowned Jesus, and I cannot imagine for Peter how personally painful this was, how disappointed he was with himself, and I don 't know if you can identify, but I certainly can I have moments in my life uh, where I have been extremely disappointed with a lack of courage or a lack of faithfulness. You know I look back and I had my Peter moments I'm not going to put myself in his place I want to take that away from Peter I mean this was he and Jesus were personally friends. This is a powerful moment for Peter, but I've got my own smaller moments where I truly disowned Jesus in smaller ways, but let's learn from Peter. Let's feel his pain today, and let's think about what this means for our Christian life. So, Matthew 26. Now Peter was sitting out in the courtyard, and a servant girl came to him. You also were with Jesus of Galilee, she said. But he denied it before them all. I don't know what you're talking about, he said. Then he went out uh, to the gateway, where another servant girl saw him, and said to the people there, This fellow was with Jesus of Nazareth. He denied it again with an oath, I don't know the man. After a little while, those standing there went up to Peter and said, Surely you are one of them. Your, Your accent gives you away. Then he began to call down curses and he swore to them, I don't know the man. Immediately, A rooster crowed. Then Peter remembered the word Jesus had spoken before the rooster crows. You will disown me three times. And he went outside and wept bitterly. In a way, what has just happened with Peter from his own heart, from his own mouth, is a representation of what is happening at that second with all humanity the Jewish people, the Sanhedrin, the high priest. In a moment, the Roman governor people are disowning Jesus. He's about to be crucified and cast out, buried and put away. But for Peter, this is very, very personal. Jesus had prophesied that Peter would disown him. He knew it was coming. Peter had promised to never leave Jesus' side. He promised that he wouldn't let him down. But... In his moment of weakness, truly, while the spirit was willing, the flesh was weak, and Peter disowned Jesus three times. Now, a couple of things uh, in the big picture background: if you read, if you read through John's gospel, you see that John was able to stay close to Jesus all the way to the cross. That John got Peter into the the high priest courtyard. And I just want to think about why Peter did not, might have denied Jesus. Uh, John had access to the courtyard because it says that he had you know personal relationships that allowed him to leverage that. Well, Peter didn't have those same relationships with the same protection. He was an outsider. They said your accent gives you away. In other words, hey, we can tell you're a fisherman from Galilee. We can tell you're one of Jesus. You're not from around here. You've got to be with him. Peter was a long way from home and all by himself. Not only that, but it, the... Gospels tell us that somebody cut off the ear of the priest's servant Malchus. Now, Jesus, Jesus stopped the fight, and Jesus healed the ear. But that doesn't, that doesn't do away with the fact that one of the disciples of Jesus pulled out a sword, cut off a man's ear, and that man would have been in this courtyard or in one of these houses. Like, this was the high priest's courtyard. This was his family estate. Malchus would have frequented this place. Well, that guy, the Bible tells us, was Peter. So Peter is walking in a moment of guilt. Like he has just cut off a guy's ear. Like he is in every bit as much danger as you could imagine in that courtyard trying to stay close to Jesus. And, you know, I want to give Peter some credit here, too. We don't know where the other disciples were, but, I'm, but Peter is trying to stay close to Jesus. He's failing, but he's trying. One thing that's powerful about this is uh, my favorite account of this comes in Luke's gospel. In the gospel of Luke, the Bible says that as Peter disowns Jesus the third time, as the rooster crows, that there is a window in the house where Jesus is being tried and beaten and mocked and slapped. And that as Peter makes this mistake, Jesus looks out the window at Peter. Wow. Wow. So as I'm processing this, I feel the guilt and the shame and the embarrassment of our worst moments where we don't represent Jesus well, or we just flat out dishonor him. And a couple of things that I think I want to say to you, don't ever stop trying to be close to Jesus, even in moments of failure, or even in moments of grief. So the second thing that I want to say is keep in mind that our ability to walk with Jesus, to finish faithfully with Jesus, it doesn't come from our own strength. Here, Peter, the great apostle, has just disowned Jesus when it came down to it. But you know what? He's going to be forgiven. He's going to be recommissioned by Jesus. John chapter 21 gives this beautiful account of Peter being reinstated. Uh, And we, we know from the church history, we know from the New Testament that Peter continues to serve Jesus and leads the church. So even after this moment of failure, Jesus restores and forgives Peter. Hey, you are restored and forgiven by Jesus. Our ability to be with God, to be His people, it doesn't come down to our faithfulness. Like what was happening in that courtyard where Peter was denying Jesus, it was important. It was embarrassing. It was shameful. But we need to know that the hope we have is because of what was happening inside those buildings while Jesus was being falsely tried and accused and ultimately would have been crucified very soon. It was Jesus who was earning our forgiveness. It's not our ability. To perfectly walk and perfectly represent the kingdom. It's Jesus in us, granting us grace, granting us power to be changed from the inside out, granting us mercy. And on the other side of our restoration, there is so much genuine love. When you find Peter in the book of Acts, he stands in front of the Sanhedrin, the chief priests, the elders. He's standing in front of the same group that Jesus would stand in front of. Now, this time, he's not out in the courtyard with the servant girls and the and and the helpers and the workers. This time, he's standing in the book of Acts right in front of them, and he's not denying Jesus at all in that moment. In fact, they're, they're telling him to stop preaching in Jesus' name, and he frankly looks at them and tells them he cannot stop. You tell me whether it's right to obey you or God. I'm going to obey God. I'm going to keep preaching in Jesus' name. What changed? And the answer is that after this depth of failure, he was richly forgiven. You know, Luke's gospel tells us that those who've been forgiven much love much. I want you to think about those things that Jesus has forgiven you of. And I want that, those, those moments of forgiveness to bear great love. And maybe they can lead me and you to lives of courage where we represent Jesus well so church family as we get closer and closer to the Sunday that we celebrate the resurrection I just want to encourage you to represent Jesus well don't be ashamed of his name don't 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 stand there in the moment that Peter stood in don't don't offer your first second and third denial but rather Be thankful for what Jesus did inside those rooms. And if you've just walked out of that first, second, or third denial, if you're in a moment of guilt or shame, know that you can be forgiven, you will be restored, and God can grant you the courage to be a faithful witness because of what Jesus did on the cross for you. Church family, I love worshiping with you. I'm glad to follow Jesus with you. Stay faithful. Can't wait to see you on Sunday.